0: What is up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be, a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Give it a subscribe. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to our podcast. Actually, I should say welcome back to our podcast. Um, We have had a lot of interest in this, and I'm so excited Rod and I have just been thrilled. We've had over 175 downloads, which is really cool because this is our third um, download, our third podcast, fourth podcast. Yeah, it's been our fourth podcast. And we are so excited that um, people are taking interest in it. We are trying so hard to connect the congregation with the pastor's family and just sharing our life stories And we have a lot of life stories, let me tell you. If you've been a part of our congregation, you might even be part of some of the stories, um, with your permission, I'm sure. But anyways, we have really enjoyed doing this and being a part of this uh, type of ministry. We've had some great comments, and people have really seemed to be be enjoying this. So without further ado, uh, we'll just go ahead and continue right in with this interview is with Pastor Hunter Cummings and Will Browning. Will Browning is a junior at Trevecca and he is going into the ministry. So we are just going to be talking with him about um, going into the ministry, starting out and his outlook on everything. So as we just continue right into this, have a good day.
2: Welcome to Just Being Real. Uh, you just heard from my wife as she is not in the studio this afternoon with us as we're doing this recording, uh, but she did want to get on and say hello and uh, just maybe share a little bit from her heart with you today. But I am honored to be uh, sitting in my office with a couple good friends of mine. We both, all three of us, have served uh, or are serving uh, in, on the, the same district at one time with the Nazarene Church. Uh, but right now I'll let them, uh, tell you where they're at now in life and what's going on there, but, uh, they just happened to be in town and I said, man, I'd love to get these guys on, uh, the uh, podcast today and get their perspective of pastors just being real. And so I want to welcome, uh, pastor Hunter Cummings. And, uh, and I know this is, uh, it is, it's strange for me, but man, I've known, uh, Will for uh, quite a few years now, um, and know his parents and and, and siblings, but, uh, we can officially call him Pastor yeah. Will Brown. Yes. So it it's is strange. good to have you guys in here with us today. And, uh, so tell us about your travels as you made your way down from Chattanooga.
0: Um, well, I mean, there's a time change, so that helped a little bit. They have to leave <laughs> yeah. at eight, left at nine and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I just got back from Ohio. My brother just had his graduation party this past weekend, and so uh, I took an eight and a half of car hour car ride up to Ohio, eight and a half hour car ride back. Uh, luckily, I wasn't alone. My girlfriend came with me, yeah. and uh, but I've been in the car a lot. Uh, my back <laughs> is starting to feel it a little bit, but it was it was an easy drive today. I feel like I. I've learned to grow accustomed to Hunter's driving skills over the summer. I'm, he said there's a lot of people who got saved in yeah. his driving. Yeah, yeah, that's what he says.
3: Sanctified, too.
0: Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. It's
3: great for me to be here at the Journey Church. I met my wife uh, in the church lobby here, and uh, wow. uh, Huntsville's always had a special place in my heart for some... Uh, great things that God did in my life while I was here. Um, Will's been interning with me all summer, And after seeing what all not to do all summer long, I wanted his final week for him to come and interview Pastor Rod and the staff here at Journey and some just really great pastoral leaders that have uh, um, show him more what to do (laughs) and see a church a little bit different culture, a little bit different size and things like that. And so uh, it's kind of a win-win for me to get to learn from some leaders, see some old friends and just hang out with Will on a road trip today. That's awesome. Well, I, I do empathize
2: the, uh, the traveling aspect. Uh, we'll be leaving here, uh, this weekend, heading back to West Virginia for a couple of days. Uh, get to see my grandkids and my my children and my mom and dad I haven't seen them since, uh, I think January, you know, before all this yeah. kind of started with COVID. So, but it is a, uh, about a 10 hour drive uh, to get over there. So yeah, it's, it's not fun. Hey, well, listen, I tell you, this is exciting for us. Um, I'd like to hear, just maybe you guys could uh, catch us up to date on, first off, just where you're from, uh, but bring us all the way up to date to where you're at uh, right now uh, in life. Uh, so maybe we Will, share with yeah, us. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it was a cold day, February 28th, <laughs> 2000. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Oh, no, I'm kidding. No. Uh, but I was born and raised in Mount Vernon my entire mm-hmm. life, Mount Vernon, Ohio. Uh, family still lives there. Yeah love my mom and dad. Grew up in the same church my entire life. Uh, You know, went to all the same schools as all my friends and just had a really good home life. Uh, Very, very blessed to be a part of uh, the Browning family. Uh, uh, Mm. My mom works for the Nazarene Church up in Ohio, and my dad works for uh, the Nazarene University there, uh, Mm -hmm. Director of Counseling. And so uh, I've just... Growing up in church, uh, I don't have any uh, close relatives that are pastors. Uh, so for me to do this is kind of an oddball, almost in a sense of uh, like my mom, I would consider her in full time ministry. What she does oh, is yeah. definite Most definitely full time ministry. And what my dad does too is counseling, mm-hmm. is full time ministry as well. But this is just a whole nother ball game of ministry. Uh, you know I feel called and led to uh be a pastor of a church one day, and I don't know what uh capacity that's gonna be in uh youth pastor, I would like to be a senior pastor one day uh but I'm just, I've just i felt that call ever since I was fifteen hmm. uh wow. shortly before that I started preaching I preached my first sermon when I was thirteen. Yeah, Hunter was there when was he awesome. saw me preach <laughs> for the first okay. time mm-hmm. and uh so yeah, that's when I was thirteen. Felt that call hmm. uh, to be a pastor when I was fifteen at Nazarene Youth Conference in Louisville, Kentucky, yeah, and NYC. Uh, NYC, that's right. And Louisville, yeah, L- Louisville, Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. Uh, yeah, and I <laughs> the capital, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I've just grown up in the church, and uh, hmm. uh, my, I have an older sister that I went to Olivet Nazarene University, and my. Uh, dad uh, works at Mount Vernon Nazarene University and i saw my sister move away to go to college so i thought to myself i could also move away so i'm but all of that was cold right <laughs> all of that yeah. I've, I've heard all of that's really cold i've only <laughs> i've only been there during the uh, summer months yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, but i currently attend Treveka Nazarene University mm-hmm. in Nashville Tennessee going to be yeah. a junior this upcoming year uh, majoring in religion with a focus in pastoral ministry and uh, it's going to look different this year with COVID and yeah. all the things mm. that are happening with that. But uh, I am just continuing continuing to learn. Uh, you know, especially this summer, working under Hunter, who was my youth pastor for. Mm, yeah good times 4 years yeah. however long yeah. you're at Mount Vernon First Church even though that wasn't my home church uh, I would go over Sunday nights cuz y'all had Sunday night youth group you were mm-hmm.
3: even on our leadership team even though you didn't go to the, the, church. the church that's saying something there yeah. it is saying something <laughs> and
0: uh, so <laughs> but hunter kind of took a whole lot of like a handful of us guys and we all go to Trebecca right now and hmm. Just really getting involved in ministry. Mount Vernon and loves to hear that. Yeah. 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 Still yeah. love, still love Mount Vernon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I love, I love my my envy and you people. I gotcha. But uh, I gotcha. you know, my my heart is in Nashville for the time being. <sighs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. And Good. your son's attending there, and I'll be sure yeah. to you know cool. give him give him a little push and shove here and there. <laughs> keep keep him in check, and everything. we're excited <laughs> for
2: him. I I know that mom is, um, you know. He keeps milking this thing. He keeps saying to everybody, goes, well, you know, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going to be going here shortly. I was like, Lucas, you're not dying. <laughs> you're, you're just leaving the college. That's right. not, we
3: will see you. in An the hour week. and a half yeah, away, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> not that far he's away either. Hey, he's just milking it right
2: now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Mom, you make me breakfast in bed. It'll be the last time. I believe, you no, know. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah my, my brother's moving five minutes down the road <laughs> uh, to Mount Vernon, <laughs> University. <laughs> yeah. So... He'll, I guarantee you, he'll be back just about every weekend. You know, <laughs> yeah, home cooked meal and everything. Get his laundry done. So, yeah, get laundry done. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. And
2: mom will do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happily, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> well, it's awesome. I will have known you for quite a few years, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I know that you have. And I want to hear from you here in a few minutes about the perspective, though, that your, your mom and her position, she, let's just be honest, she's the mother. Of the North Central Ohio, she runs that place, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, yeah. she's the one that would call me up and say, mm. "You did not get your report in. Yeah. I mean, now I think, and I like, think, yes, Mom,
0: I think <laughs> this past year they all actually got their reports. Anymore. I, I mean, just and she what? put it down on Facebook. I read I, yeah, it. What? yeah, it was it was a miracle. Yes. Signs of the times. I mean, yeah. you know, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess they have all this time on their hands yeah, now in the rona, the covid. So I I don't know. Oh, that's it, good. It just happened that way. Yeah.
2: But you I know that you've had the opportunity at least to sit on the on the outskirts mm-hmm. and kind of watch pastors as your mom is Cross paths with them and dealt with them. You've been to a lot of district functions, and of course, you know our the uh, the camp uh, summer camp was always our uh, family camp was always up there on the campus. So, so I know you've got to see a lot of those pastors. So, love to hear maybe just what your perspective as a young man looking at those pastors, uh, the ones who you kind of just look at now and you go, man, those, those guys were real. Mm -hmm. What was real about them Mm -hmm. to you? So I'd love to hear that in a minute. But Hunter, uh, bring us up to date for you. I know you just mentioned you met your wife here. Mm, And uh, I know that there was a lot of people that was trying to get you fixed up. When you were here, (laughs) so so they so apparently
3: that succeeded. (laughs) They did. They prayed. They prayed her in. Literally, (laughs) yeah, they did exactly. So share with us a little bit. Yeah, so I'm got a very similar kind of upbringing to Will. Grew up in the Church of Nazarene. I also had gone to the same church my entire life, and also didn't have uh, anybody in any kind of full time ministry in my family. So kind of finding my way. What does it mean to be a pastor? Not really having that inside scoop. Mm -hmm. Family and friends don't really know how to tell you what that's like. So just trying to figure that out kind of on my own. Um, wanted to go into music business, and uh, God got a hold of me my junior year of high school teaching a Bible study on Philippians. My youth pastor let me lead it to students, and wow. it was through that God started speaking to me about teaching and preaching, and I wanted to get out of Dodge. Nashville is a blast, but it was home, and I wanted to go somewhere far away. Okay. Um, but started looking at schools and felt like Trevecca was the best place for me to prepare for ministry, so went literally about five, ten minutes down the road. But maybe unlike your brother, I didn't go home one time until Thanksgiving, wow. my freshman fall. There you go. And that got me a little bit of trouble when I lived only ten minutes uh, away. Yeah. Uh, but Trevecca was, scolded you? Your mom or yeah, dad? Yeah, mom, mom, big dad? time, yeah. <laughs> so Trevecca was very formative to me. I grew up at the Mother Church of the South uh, there, Nashville First Church that started oh, yeah. Trevecca. And so I was blessed to really only have really about two pastors uh, my whole life. And so um, I know we're talking about being real today and how we see pastors. I think being at a little bit larger of a church, um, you know, I've learned now being a pastor, uh, I've spent 10 years as a youth pastor and now four years as a uh, lead pastor. yeah. Yeah, four or five years now as a lead pastor. And as a youth pastor, served in churches of fifty, hundred, and then uh, here at the Journey, a couple hundred people. Mount mm-hmm. Vernon First, so different sizes and different staff dynamics. And so I think a lot of uh, see, people seeing a pastor being real has to do with accessibility and how close they get to be uh, to a pastor. Right. They really even kind of bump into them or see them, mm-hmm. other than up on a you know on a platform. Right. Uh, so. Um, Loved 10 years in youth ministry, um, felt a call to do some teaching too, uh, pursued a PhD, uh, made uh, teaching college students a part of ministry, have always loved having interns, mm. I've had a blast with Will this summer, that's awesome. been, been so mm-hmm. much fun, and uh, learning a lot now as a somewhat new lead pastor, four or five years, um, just how different churches perceive pastors yep. and um, what those relationships kind of look like
2: yeah you know it's interesting you said it because I remember when I came into my first pastorate um I was uh, there, and I think it might have been my first board meeting or something and um and so in setting in the meeting um i I don't know how but it was hmm. on the agenda to talk about grass cutting and so you know I mean the grass cutting i mean it was just a small little country mm-hmm. church you yep. know and 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 the parsonage was right behind it hmm. and so um so, you know, in between it was, there was grass and such. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking about, uh, well, you know, they said, this is what it was said to me. He said, well, you know, the, the, it, but it was a large enough grass. It would, it would take him a couple hours to push mow. Mm-hmm. Right. So the one guy says, he goes, uh, he goes, well, the, the, all the previous pastors, um, they, um, uh, they cut the grass. And <laughs> so I looked at him, and I said, well, this one isn't. <laughs> I said, now, I will get on a rotation mm. with the other men of this church or ladies or whoever wants to cut this grass. Mm, smart. I said, but I'm not going to be the one held responsible for cutting this grass. Yeah. <laughs> I said, now, did you hire a pastor or do you hire a groundskeeper? Mm. I said, because I really came here to be your pastor. Mm. And so uh, I'm not sure how that, how well that went over. I think they still like me um and uh for the church so this is kind
3: of funny my current assignment in chattanooga valley um they take care of 13 acres oh, Wow! our yeah. church takes care of 13 acres all volunteer mm. and so i came and they said we never really had a pastor be on the schedule and i asked to be on the schedule okay so it just kind of goes to show you different churches different cultures yep, exactly. of do you expect the pastor to cut the grass right. by themselves right be on the rotation that's something yep. that that they don't do at all. Yeah, yeah. it's and always kind of different.
2: And I think it's <clears throat> so important for pastors specifically is to come in. When you come in, to understand at least to some degree, as much as you can, hmm. uh, as much as they're willing to tell you, uh, that, pers- that 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 expectation. Hmm. Uh, because some some churches they have this expectation. Okay, you're you're to you're to be the senior pastor is to be paying mm-hmm. visits to all the people mm-hmm. at least once a month. I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but when you're talking about a church of only 25 people, that's yeah. possible.
1: Right. When you're it talking is. about
2: a church of 250, right. it's impossible.
3: Or even 100. <laughs> right. Or even 100, or, yeah. exactly.
2: You just can't do that because that's all you would get done. Right. So what you do is you devise up ways of being able to help the flock. Of course, it's scriptural. We see that where they came to, was it Paul and and them and said, hey, what about the widows? And Paul says, hey, here's what we're taking care of, the the word and and, and all of that. You're going to take care of uh, this, divides up some guys and take care of it. So uh, you see that in a biblical sense, but... It's interesting because it, it, it really, um, you know, when we talk about this dynamic of pastors being real, mm. um, you know, th- there's sometimes false expectations placed on pastors. It's
3: just, just unrealistic. And, some, and sometimes it's them placing the, fault, the expectations yes. on themselves right. yeah, the even more so than aren't. what reality is maybe mm-hmm. perhaps
2: yeah and and sometimes you next thing you know you're 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 burnt out, you're mm. frustrated you're and and you know this is why Monday morning uh resignations are most well written yeah you know on those days because of all of those things mm. uh that you just allow to be to to come upon you mm-hmm. um so yeah, those are the things that uh, I think as pastors that we need to be real about with our people. Explaining to them, uh, you know, this is kind of what I'm looking at, my expectation, my thoughts on this, and and helping them to understand as well and, and find out where they're where they're coming from. But so going back to you, Will, um, mm-hmm. I know that you like I said, you've you've been around a lot of pastors, you've sat and watched as a young man, uh, teenager moving all the way up, accepting this call. Um, you know, how was it? How influential seeing other pastors, just those those ones that were real, how influential was that to you in the idea of
0: accepting the call to preach? Yeah. So, I mean, they were influential enough for me to, I mean, I've only had my district license now for a month. Like, right. Like I've gotten to this point because of mm. pastors being real with me. Uh, my home church, uh, you know, pastor Troy. He's been there for 19 years. Wow. Uh, and I've, hmm. uh, he is just an awesome role model for me. He, uh, really believed in me when it came to, uh, ministry and, uh, you know, especially youth ministry, uh, for the longest time, my home church n- never had a paid youth pastor. It was all strong lay leaders yep. that were leading the youth group. And, uh, so those lay leaders as well, not just uh, pastors but lay leaders who had other full- time jobs mm-hmm. that were uh, working uh, at auto sales shops that were uh, you know carpenters that were working at the nas like they mm-hmm. were doing all these other things but they came to youth group and uh, I saw these people and uh, all these lay leaders that like you know ministry quote unquote mm-hmm. isn't their job but they are doing ministry just like a pastor is doing ministry. Right. And, you know, uh, with being really involved in the district, I've seen what to do, what not to do. <laughs> There's been a lot uh, that has influenced me. Uh, I, I've i learned very strongly and uh, strong words from people, not going to name names, that you got to get your. Uh, annual pastor's report in on time. <laughs> uh, you know, I know uh, what to do, what not to do. And uh, it comes from even people like Hunter just saying mm. like, you definitely should not do this because I did this and it didn't work out. Right? Uh, right. Like there's certain ways of like, mm. you know, you say something and you don't think it means anything, but somebody else just took it the wrong way. And yep. how, how do you deal with that? Uh mm. I think, uh, you know, there, there are plenty of pastors out there that put on this uh, facade on Sunday mornings, mm. and it's just not who they are right. up on the platform or even right. in a hospital visit. Mm. Now, there's there's a difference between, you know, needing to uh, show that, like, you are stable enough to handle a tricky situation, like, if somebody passes away. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a certain time and place to be, like, you know— yes, vent your emotions and have all these feelings, but at the same time still be a functional pastor. That's right. That's that's great stuff. So, but I've seen a lot of pastors get so burnt out because they try to put on, uh, especially male pastors of this Mm. manly man, macho attitude when Mm. it comes to certain things, Mm. and it just eats them up on the inside Mm. because they're never being they're never even being real with themselves when it comes to their right. emotions or their mental well-being. They just kind of break down on the inside. And then you have churches without pastors because they have to resign because it's just too much for them. Yep. And so there's definitely been, uh, I think I've seen it and I've been learning more about it. Trevecca is just a bigger emphasis on like, you need to be accountable and like stay in touch with, uh, your feelings and emotions, because, you know, love isn't a feeling and God isn't an emotion, but God uses our feelings and emotions to speak to us and what our bodies need. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I've learned from people like Hunter and I've learned from other youth pastors, uh, other senior pastors, uh, and I've seen more of a stress on it right now to uh, just be real with uh, your emotions. And when you're something it's okay to be mad it's okay to be upset uh, mm. but how to appropriately vent those things yeah. uh, obviously you can't just like do that on a Sunday morning per se right. time and place yeah there's a time and place for everything but yet
2: right. to to mm. have people have this false idea that pastors don't Hurt, mm-hmm. right. or pastors don't get mad, yeah. or pastors or don't cry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or the only time they cry is when they're with me, and my grandmother's passed away. Right, is is really something that I, I I'm not sure. Maybe a lot of people hmm. think that way about a pastor, but I think enough of them might think that way that it it really can almost sometimes make a pastor feel like they they're they're getting themselves into a box that that of, of an expectation and that they all this stress comes upon unnecessary stress mm. comes upon them because they feel mm. like they've got to meet certain criteria or expectations. Right. And you, you said something mm. interesting really quick. Um, you said something um, in the idea of, of learning uh, the, the, the contextualism of, of where you're at and people and th- mm. th- thoughts, thoughts like that. I was thinking, I went to uh, a, a, went to pastor up in Northeast Ohio and I, I, I have a term of endearment that I call my kids, and, and I call them knuckleheads. Mm. <laughs> I just, it's just I just call them that. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a derogatory right. thing it's what for you that. You I just do as and, Dad. I sell my little knuckleheads, yeah. man. I, yeah. that, I love them to death, yeah. you know. And I actually shared that from the pulpit, you know, just being real, yeah. just yeah. telling people. And I had this lady actually come up and was offended mm. because I called my child a knucklehead. And I was like, I don't I don't resonate with that. And she's probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. I don't resonate with you calling your kid a knucklehead. So apparently that phrase or that word has right. a different connotation for her than it did for me. Mm-hmm. And so what what some pastors will do in in that case is that they will try to then say, Okay, I'll never say knucklehead again. Right. I didn't do that. Now I mm. will tell you, I didn't do that on purpose because of things that you know, uh, uh, I've read in books and they say, don't. I just did it because I was like, no, I, I'm going to continue to call real. my kids knuckleheads because I'm just being real. That's who dad is. If I didn't call them knuckleheads, they probably would think something's wrong with dad, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and so I wasn't going to change for one person uh, in, in the, in hmm. the dynamics of, of my children and raising my kids hmm. uh, that I didn't feel like it was necessary to do that I didn't have the problem. Hmm. That person had the problem. My kids know I love them.
3: Right. Uh,
2: my congregation knows I love my kids. Right. My wife knows I love my kids. So just by me calling them knuckleheads doesn't take away any of that. Mm-hmm. It's just that she didn't like that term. And so I never changed it. I never said, oh, I'll never do that again. I just said, oh, I'm sorry, man. That's, that's kind of what I say to my kids. And I'm just going to continue to say that. And and I don't think that person really got mad at me or anything, but I could see pastors, and that may be simplistic here. This is a story, but I can see pastors taking similar situations like that, and really going, oh, "I'll never do that again." I'll never do, yeah. and, and, and really, you know, get some, it gets them boxed into a corner where
3: eventually they're like, "I
2: don't know what I can say, I don't right. know how I can act, and I don't know what I can." do. I can't be me. I can't be I'm me. I'm so afraid. Exactly.
3: And sometimes I think it's a response to being, you know, more deeply hurt, you know, uh, more deeper hurts and criticisms, so you're operating out of fear. Right. Um, You're talking about kids. I'm kind of a new dad. I've got a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a two-week-old. And I was just kind of thinking, as we were talking here, it really changed for me when I started to have kids with being more at ease and being authentic as a pastor. And I remember one time... um, I was starting to lead the pastoral prayer in the service, and my firstborn just came running up and jumped into my arms. I remember I just I just did the prayer, you know, right. holding him in my arms, letting the people see that I'm still a dad. I may be leading this service right yeah. now as a pastor, yeah. but I'm also still a dad. Right. And so I've really found a lot of joy the past two or three years now and not just doing the whole, you know, having my kids in sermon illustrations, which is a ton of fun, but I have found that children have helped me be able to be more authentic <laughs> and transparent mm-hmm. because anybody out there, even if they don't have kids yet, can yeah. kind of relate and just almost more of a, you know, of a person. As I say all this stuff, I could see how it could be more challenging for a single pastor. Uh, I went uh, as a full-time single pastor for... My first eight or nine, well, I'm going to get in trouble if my wife's listening. (laughs) So I've been in ministry 15 years, I've been married eight. So my first seven years as a single full-time pastor, I think think it may be a little bit more challenging, you know, because you look at a congregation, unless it's just a a church that's trying to build everything around one niche group, which isn't healthy, you're going to have all the ages, all the stages Mm -hmm. of life. And I think people start to relate to you when they see you with family. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say is sharing. And so maybe single pastors just sharing uh, about their parents, their siblings, Mm -hmm. if they are dating. And I know that gets really kind of scary. to. I know I was scared to death sharing certain stuff about that. But I think Mm -hmm. family can be a vehicle that can help pastors be more real Mm -hmm. and show that, and also that people can see a pastor more as a person. Um, Another thing I thought of was friendship. I went to Vanderbilt Divinity School for my second master's for for the MDiv and I remember in a pastoral care and counseling class a lecture talking to us about how you can't have best friends in a congregation mm. that it's going to lead to to jealousy that's going to and just something in my spirit just I didn't like it I and I remember just like yeah. it was a larger class too it was like 30 40 like a big kind of lecture seminar kind of class standing mm-hmm. up and saying you know no I'm a person first why wouldn't I be able to have best friends, you know? And and I've seen that. Some of the churches I've pastored, yep. some of the youth yep. leaders, yep. ministry teams, you're gonna gravitate more to certain staff members yeah. or to yep. certain families. Right. And and people may say, well, they're your favorites. You only hang out with them or that, but you gotta be able to do that to be uh, a person. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think family and friendships are two ways perhaps you know, that pastors can be a little bit more, um, transparent or real. Man, I, I resonate <laughs> so much
2: with that because I'm sitting here thinking,
3: mm. um, I, the,
2: one of the things I've struggled with over the last five years is, mm. is, uh, well, I didn't struggle with getting old. That's just, I'm <laughs> the thing I'm struggling with that is, is that, you know, I look and I go, okay, I got probably about, um, you know, about 12, 15 years left mm. in, in ministry as far as, you know, I can, I'm eligible for retirement, blah, 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 all that stuff. I don't know if that'll happen, but I resonate with that because as I looked over the last five years, I'm like, who's my best friends?
3: Hmm.
2: I mean, even like with pastors, Mm -hmm. do I have best friend pastors? I don't, Hmm. I don't have best friends. Hmm. And it's because in my early years, I've heard that same statement. Hmm. You can't have best friends in your congregation. And so I've always subconsciously, I've kept it in my mind going, okay, I can't, you know, Gotta be hmm. careful, yeah. or I can't invest a lot of time into this person because it'll look like I'm favoring. I gotta right. do yeah. all these people, and 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 what happens? Here's what I think happens because I see it with this older generation who's retiring now and everything. They're not hanging out with anybody. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not retiring with somebody. I mean, their mm. spouse, yes, right. But they're not retiring with somebody. Right. Who are they going golfing with? Who are they right. who are they meeting at the restaurants with on, on, on Saturday mornings or whatever? Who who are they retiring with? Who who's their best friends? Yeah. I want a best friend. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. I when do. Well, you know, Pastor, out thing I was thinking about as Will was talking earlier, uh, talking about his relationship, Pastor Troy, and I know Pastor Dom, Tom Duncan as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah not just accessibility, whether it's a larger church, smaller, that the pastor seems more accessible, but continuity, you know? And so same thing with friendships and pastors. Pastors in some denominations move a lot. And so that's something that is kind of a a hurdle to overcome. In some senses, it's a lot harder to build those Mm -hmm. close friendships. And again, going back to the fear factor, I think the few times pastors may try to develop some close friends One, they then have to say goodbye when they go to the next assignment and there's all that pain of starting over again. Or two, they feel betrayed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and their friend may not have meant anything by it, but it's hard for them to unhook their friendship from, it's those dual relationships you talk about in psychology. That's good stuff. Uh, I mean, the thing about
0: it is, so Troy's been there 19 years. I want to say Tom's been there 50 along mm. with our children's pastor, Mandy, who's also been there 15 Most years. Most of your life, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, she's, right? She's crazy enough to deal yeah. with children for 15 <laughs> years. Uh, no. Bless her. Wow. So, yeah, like you're saying, having that, uh, just that longevity in yeah. one place and being able to, mm. uh, you know, there have been tons of families that have come in, come out, right. uh, but there are people like my dad mm. who have been there. Uh, he's currently the only member that's been there as long as he has. Nobody hmm. in the church has been there as long as my dad. Wow. Uh, wow, okay. He he wasn't even there when it first started. I think, I want to say he got there in nineteen eighty. And the church is 35 years 35 old? 35 years old. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with my family being there as long as they have, they have friends from college uh, mm. that they're able to do ministry with because right. uh, God has called them to stay in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's... There's definitely pros, pros and cons to longevity, uh, and there's sure. pros and cons to moving and going to another place. Mm. Uh,
2: yeah, that's, that's it's great insight there because you know I and, and appreciate both of your comments because mm. I'm thinking, um, you know, we do we do have a calling on our life, and that calling, you know, is is one that that says, you know, Lord, I'll go where you call me to go, mm. and and you know we've all and and, and well, you'll you'll experience it. Um, we'll get called to another church possibly, or, mm-hmm. or this, you know, I've, I've never gone to a church going, okay, where's, where am I going after this one? I've always gone to that church going, okay, I'd like to retire here. Yeah. Be cool, love yeah, to do it. Exactly. Never went there looking to leave mm-hmm. or go for the next church, bigger church, whatever. Um, so i just went there and saying, okay, I'd love to retire here. We spent eight years up in Jefferson, which, uh, I love, I love the mm-hmm. people up there. And, um, and uh, you know have some really good friends, right. but like you said, when you when you accept that call to move somewhere else, uh, it's not just a call to go pastor somewhere else. It's you know friendships that have been developed and right. everything like mm-hmm. that. So I you know it's it's a thing that I, I know I have to be intentional. We got to mm. be intentional about yeah, that's it right. as 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 spirit, spiritual leaders to be intentional about developing those friends hmm. and i think it just along uh, that comes with that is just uh, let just be real yeah be right. real with people let them know this is what we're looking for it's what we're stri- striving for and wanting yeah. to accomplish so
3: and it's and it's better i know it's a cheesy but it's better to have love and to have lost than to not to have loved at exactly. all and yeah. that pain of being somewhere eight years relationships whatever yeah. It's going to hurt like the Dickens saying goodbye or even chances where you felt betrayed or uh, say it got messy of, now, are you doing this as my friend or as my pastor or we know what, you know, you spending time with me to disciple me Mm -hmm. or because, you know, all that um, and all the messiness and the hurt that can come. It's still, I think, worth Doing it yeah. even for the things, yeah. I wonder, that yeah, go I wonder
2: wrong. Hunter. I love that because mm. was, I'm just thinking here. I wonder if if we were able to say, "I'm I'm never going to come with the sole uh, anticipate or sole purpose of to disciple you. Mm. I want to come with the sole purpose of becoming your friend. Mm. And in the midst of being mm. your friend, discipleship will happen. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if we can help our people understand that I don't have an ulterior motive. I'm not trying to grow, increase my numbers. Or recruit you to do this or do do that. I'm coming because I want to befriend you and be your friend. And So that's good stuff. Hey, I want to just uh, kind of uh, wrap things up. I know, man, it's already been a half hour. We've been talking yeah. here already. Um, but I want to uh, just kind of end with maybe uh, something of a, a, a funny little antidote or something that has taken place in your ministry, or you've done, it's said in preaching and such like that. I will I will kind of start it off and share with you just to help our people understand and be real. We as pastors uh, don't normally, uh, um, you know, I mean, when we have the opportunity to be able to share God's word, we like to do that. We feel called to do that. And when we're not doing that, we're kind of the most miserable, grumpiest mm. people you've ever been around. <laughs> and so uh, we like to do it. We like to preach. And so, uh, and we'll do it sometimes when we're not feeling well. Mm. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, mm-hmm. it was a Sunday evening church service. And uh, I won't tell you the church it was at because they'll probably say something, comment on <laughs> on this uh, podcast anyway. Um, I was there, and it was a Sunday afternoon. And I, that morning after church service, I wasn't feeling well. And I was starting to come down with a cold of some mm. sort. And so I went home, and I took an Alka-Seltzer Plus uh, cough and cold. And I, well, those things for me just knocked me out. They mm. really do. So I took that right when I got home uh knocked me out, I woke up about I don't know four o'clock or so, got ready for church, and still a little droggy and everything, but but I went over, had that message prepared for that Sunday evening. And um, so I went in and I was preaching at that evening service. and of course, Sunday evening service crowds never as big as the morning service. Thank the Lord. Um, so I was uh, I was up there, and uh, and I'm just being real. This is this is a podcast. Just being real. I, I hope it, you know nobody gets offended by this. I'm just telling you the story of what happened because I said it. And so I was up there, and I was sharing an illustration about my son Logan. And I said, now, nah, you know, he was upstairs. and Of course, that was a time frame when uh, the uh, PlayStations and the Game Boys were all mm, big and everything. Yeah. And I said, well, he's upstairs. And I combined those two together. And I said, he's upstairs playing his Playboy.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I remember looking at my wife, and she was like... Oh, big, wide-eyed. She's mm-hmm. going, you just said Playboy. And I was realizing, and everybody just cracked up. Oh,
1: just man. cracked
2: up. And I really, to be honest with you, I said, you know what? We probably just need to end the service now. Let's <laughs> pray. We prayed, just called it an uh-huh. evening, you know. Oh, um, but, you know, sometimes uh, we, we try to push through and we mm, try to do and be right. what what we feel like the Lord's wanting us to be for our people. Mm. And and I probably should have taken the evening off. <laughs> so, That's great. You yeah. know, uh, Pastor Hunter, share with us a little funny thing. Oh,
3: this one isn't as, isn't as funny. It's just something recently that happened. I've just been off uh, work two weeks with a paternity leave or family leave for yeah, a newborn yeah. baby. And and I will, as my witness here, I've done pretty good about not. A, right, yeah. Someone calls me, I'm like, call Pastor Will, yeah. <laughs> forwarding him text messages, <laughs> uh, trying not to check email all that um, but I told my board, I'm still gonna come Sundays for worship because getting back to that person thing is is not just a job I get I get fueled right. and filled in and so yeah. I remember just having this wonderful baby shower for a young couple that we've been coming friends with. They've been coming to our church just a few months now and just what a joy it was to see a family about to start, you know having their first child. And just getting to be there as a person, as a member of the congregation, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're clergy, but we're all God's children, and so yeah. I think there's just something about being able to just hang out sometimes and maybe just sit back and enjoy the enjoy the congregation and enjoy. Yeah. The fellowship and the mm-hmm. worship. And, and that's really hard to do. It's easier to do when you're already kind of in a vacay mode or people are trying to leave you alone, saying, Why are you even here? Yeah. You shouldn't even be here because you're, you're off right now. But it's like, This is, you know, I wouldn't miss this because this feeds, you know, feeds my soul, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So just trying to be a person like that, I think, is fun. That wasn't funny. Sorry. I just no, no, wanted good. to share that story. I love that.
2: That's good. So.
0: <clears throat> good. Will? I mean, I've, so I guess I've been preaching for seven years and, you know, I've said stupid stuff (laughs) all over the place, just messing up on words and everything. Uh, People are real quick to remind you of those. Oh, right? super yeah. quick. Yeah. Afterwards, what did I preach
2: on? I don't know, but you said this. You said you said this
0: one <laughs> phrase that didn't make any sense. Yeah. It didn't fit in whatsoever. Oh, and yeah. uh, that's the only thing that we're going to remember for yeah. the rest of your life. Yes. Yes. We will be telling this story at your wedding, yeah. at your funeral, yeah. at for your, your ordination your service. Pastor
2: Playboy, we remember you yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I'm trying to think of something dumb that i've said or seen uh something that pastor troy does a lot is he laughs at his own jokes all the time (laughs) i've I've sworn to myself not not to be that (laughs) faster uh (laughs) dads are the
2: funniest people they know
0: yeah they they are uh but i mean you know being with i've known hunter for a while and we have all sorts of stories, uh, and tra- it's mainly just traveling together, uh, getting chased out of Get- uh, not Gettysburg. Gatlinburg Amish Mafia? Uh, oh, no, oh, yeah, sure. there's Amish Mafia. It's uh, real. Uh, yeah, we, we were driving on the I way watched back. I TV show. <laughs> we were driving on our way back from a uh, NYI council meeting in uh, Worcester, Ohio, and uh, we were... I think i want to say it was like a middle school retreat or maybe a high I school retreat remember. something And it was at this campground that was just south of worcester just north of mount vernon and we were driving back and hunter's like okay we need to stop pull over and get gas <laughs> and we stopped to pull over to get gas and hunter's like i don't have my wallet i'm like which I'll. means
3: i don't have my phone either yeah which means yeah. he
0: doesn't have his phone <laughs> no you no, no no you didn't have the phone case oh, that gotcha, you have gotcha. now so he has a phone case now, where it's like all together yeah, that yeah, compact gotcha. little yeah. thing. And mm. but he was like, "Okay, uh, I guess we're just going to need to make it." We we are on like a twelfth of a tank of gas. Like it is on a
3: country road in a
0: church van, which yeah. has like yeah. zero miles to the gallon <laughs> or whatever. And uh, we're driving, and Hunter's got his GPS up, and his phone dies. Yeah, and I'm 13. I don't I don't have a smartphone to just pull up a GPS. <laughs> And his phone died, so we're, we're flying
3: blind, <laughs> we're almost out of, of gas, gas and,
0: and we start seeing these signs spray painted. It so up, in, they don't have them down here. It's a horse and buggy, <laughs> yeah, sign horse and buggy, crossings. warning you that you know horse and buggy are going to be around because it's all Amish country. Yeah, right. you don't want to hit one of them; that'd be really bad. And. Uh, One of them was spray painted, and Hunter and I both came to the conclusion that the Amish mob—they were marking their territory. Were marking their territory, and we were invading on their territory right before we got to this campground, which we had to put the van in neutral to coast into the campground because we had ran out of gas by the time we got there. See, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about
2: that story. I'm thinking, okay, we we might want to be concerned because of your guys' safety in case they hear this podcast. But then I'm thinking. They do the They're not going to be a <laughs> yeah. Right? I, yeah. So I think you're, all, you're okay. You're yeah, safe. I think you we're to. fine. Here,
3: here's my Amish joke. What goes boom? <laughs> An Amish hit and run.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. It so so a dad joke. He's practicing, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Dad jokes <laughs> yeah. are coming.
2: So, hey, listen, I want to say this has been a joy for Absolutely. me. Thanks for coming yeah. in and Absolutely. spending some time. I know you guys got to get because you got to back for right. service tonight. Right. Um, I do want to wrap this all up. I hope you've enjoyed uh, our time together. And uh, so remember, you can always, uh, uh, we'd love for you to uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And, uh, you know, if you do like this, please leave a five-star review. It just kind of helps our the algorithms and, and gets us up there. Uh, uh, to being able to be seen uh, more by other people. Um, love to hear from you on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can go there to uh, Just Being Real, uh, a pastor family perspective, and uh, leave a comment there. But this has been a great time spent with you. I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, brothers, I've, I've really enjoyed our time Absolutely. together. I'm I'm honored for you guys to come in and spend the day with me. And uh, so be safe when your travels back. But uh, as far as the rest of us, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at the uh, next podcast. God bless.